0: You made it to the We Can Hustle podcast show hosted by Shelby Olschläger, me, and let's embark on this journey together of personal growth for us and our horses. Together, we can hustle. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. Today is a different sort of day where I'm interviewing an entrepreneur who is super established in Ontario, it's done really well for herself. So I was excited to connect with her. So, Kimberly Dawn is here with me from Kicking Cowgirl Design. So, Kimberly, can you just give us a little bit of a backstory with you and your business? And just kind of like what I really want to know is how did it come about? Uh, so crazy uh, story how this all started. It actually, started as a fundraiser. So
1: I was living in Africa, and I needed another fundraiser. Um, my family's in the apparel business. Uh, my mom is a rodeo queen, um, and I thought I'm going to start a rodeo company um, as a fundraiser. And twenty percent of all of our sales are going to go back to Africa or here in Ontario. So I started out with our buckle logo, which everyone knows is the turquoise logo. Um, and I did a few sayings here and there, and I went to a car show um, mm-hmm. because I always went to car show with a boyfriend, and there was nothing for girls to go to to see, or it was boring. Mm-hmm. So I went <laughs> to a car show, and by Saturday afternoon, I actually had sold out of everything. Um, I kept one piece back, just a show of samples, and we took pre-orders. And after that show on the Sunday, um, the Western London Fair happened to be there, and they asked I would come to their all-equine show. Uh, which was the following weekend so I quickly looked at my dad and said how fast can we print because we do our own printing Mm in-house and he says well what do you need so I basically said well let's do everything that we just did this weekend for next weekend which was at the All Equine Show. Uh, We went there and then I actually got introduced to Joe Scully and Joe Scully told me about Rawhide Rodeo, uh, told me about Ram Rodeo and uh, then connected me with BJ And uh, then I got connected with Ross Miller and then it kind of just went from there and um, we just started doing t-shirts and then we would do a few accessory things and then I uh, figured out that I want to do jeans. So I started looking Mm -hmm. into jeans. I actually got contacted by Kimes Ranch Jeans back um, seven years ago before they were even Kimes Ranch Jeans Mm -hmm. and um, I wasn't a fan of their jeans until now (laughs) Um, and then I got hooked up with uh, Grace in LA and Miss Me and then the ball just started rolling. And uh, then four years ago, we opened our first store here in Bob Cajun, which was 700 square feet. Um, again, I was still going back and forth to Africa. I never thought this would turn into a full time gig, as well as now we're in a bigger location. Um, my store now is 2,800 uh, square feet. So um, it's been a crazy roller coaster of a ride, but it's been fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so not only do I do rodeos, but we do, um, OBRAs, uh, we're doing the Niagara show where you and I were last weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, uh, it literally started out as a fundraiser, had no idea that it would turn into uh, what it is today.
0: Wow. That's incredible. See, I had no idea that like, it just seemed like it happened super organically for you where you had such a good mission and a good purpose to it. And then it just seemed to fall in your lap of, you know, this is what I think we're going to start pursuing. Or there was such a a drive for it like naturally people yep. are like we want you we need you so like when you first started was it you mostly did t-shirts so it was always like your own design or did you print for other yep. people was it was just your kicking uh, so cover? we do our own
1: printing for other companies um, yeah. as well as all the major league sports okay. uh, we also printed it for uh, Ram Rodeo we've mm-hmm. done um, Uh now we've uh, are now doing all of Rawhide stuff and Black Creek Rodeo mm-hmm. um, so not only do we just do kicking cowgirl kicking cow. Cowboy Designs or KCD, we also do printing for um, all different companies. So my parents Mm -hmm. and my brother and I, we own the... A uh, silkscreen embroidered company, and then I own uh, Kicking Cow Girl, Kicking okay. Cowboy, or K City Western Wear, which is actually our legal name.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, when you first started and you started getting a demand, and kind of were almost forced to start growing based on you know the demand you had, were there any sort of challenges that you had to face, either like with your own like mindset of doing it, or just literally struggles and challenges that you had to kind of overcome?
1: Yeah. So, uh, when I first started it, I was also still living in California. So not only was I in Ontario, my winters, I was spending in California back at home. So, um, cause I am American as well. So mm-hmm. not only was I running stuff here in Canada, but I was also doing us stuff and it was just getting crazy. My parents were shipping all my orders and finally, mom, and dad said, either you need to come home and figure out what you want to do with K.C. Mm-hmm. and make this a full-time thing Or this is to be just like back on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Um, So I finally said, okay, I'm going to come home. So I moved back home um, and figured, okay, we're going to literally see where this goes. So of course there were challenges. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what people would like. I knew what I liked because I liked the bling. I liked the wow. I liked the things that... Most people don't like to wear because I like to be different. Yeah. So, and that's one thing with KCD, you'll always find the bling. You'll <laughs> always find the wildness. Like, look at my shirt. Like, my yeah. shirt is a prime example. Not many people would wear a crazy shirt like this. So, one thing that we've tried to do is make things different so we stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, giving back to the community Mm -hmm. and giving back not only to um, Africa, but we also give back to a place in uh, Sioux Lookout, which I actually booked a ticket last night. So I will be in Sioux Lookout uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm going to be able to go up there and see what we've been doing the last two years there, Mm -hmm. um, as well as Gravenhurst. But also we have a rodeo team, which I started. And literally the rodeo team started um, with a couple people, and I made the boys wear Kicking Cowgirl Designs. And finally, Dusty uh, McMillan said, Kimberly, can we come up with Kicking Cowboy? I'm tired of wearing Kicking Cowgirl (laughs) designs." So that's kind of when I was like, okay, well, now I need to kind of branch out. And again, you know, to get everything trademarked, it costs everything. To get things trademarked not only in Canada, but the U.S. and Australia. So there's been a lot of learning curves. I've learned... it's, it's been a struggle, but it's been a fun struggle. Like you know, my dad says, find something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And honestly, I haven't worked the last seven years that I've been doing Aww. KC. I love coming into the store. I love going to rodeos. Um, I love going to shows. Um, I also love it when people come in and they're like, okay, this is my size. What do you have that would fit me or what would look good on me? And then they walk out of the store or the booth. Uh, with a smile on their face because they actually found something that appeals to them. Uh Um, Doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your size, whatever it is, you know, like we've got little girls coming up this weekend at the rodeo and I'm wearing my rodeo shirt that you made me or look at my bling jeans, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just stuff like that that puts a smile on my face that people get excited because they found something that suits them or fits them.
0: Exactly. And that is nice. And you're like, you're just helping with that cause and these people leave feeling good. Yeah. And so with that, plus the missions, like how has that kind of been like where, you know, it originally started with the donations to Africa? Like what has yeah. it been like? So,
1: um, so I lived in Africa for three years in Kenya and then, uh, three years back and forth in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, uh, we went to Uganda. I was there for four weeks uh, this year, obviously, I couldn't go because of COVID. My flight uh, got uh, postponed. and It'll probably get postponed for next year. But we've done um, sports in uh, different slums in uh, Kenya, as well as Uganda. We've been helping build a children's play park. So mm-hmm. not only um, is the money that we put aside, the 20% from every sale, not only is it going to our own backyard, but it's also going across you know, the ocean. Wow. So um, right now, we're mostly supporting in Uganda,
0: um, in helping build a children's play park wow that's awesome and that's been so that was seven years ago that you've been participating and going across yep. and helping
1: no so i've actually been going to uh uganda and kenya since 2008 okay um, i started kicking cowgirl in 2014 mm-hmm. uh, and then we went um public in january
0: wow that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Like I said, Casey just started as just a fundraiser uh-huh. just so I could have uh, more equipment being able to go over because I wouldn't go over with like one or two hockey bags. I would go over with 13, 15. And the last time we went, we had 48 as a group oh of hockey gosh. bags that went over.
0: That so, is, incredible. And you'll
1: probably see those pictures on our Facebook page or our Instagram page.
0: That is amazing. And that must be so rewarding as well. Like knowing you're making, you're helping people in your own backyard as well as people that you don't even know you're supporting them in doing things that a lot of people wouldn't do in your position. Like, it seems like, like your root cause for all of this wasn't like, I want to make money. Obviously that's a nice side effect, but that was never.
1: No, it was, it was honestly just a fundraiser. And I had no idea that seven years ago that this fundraiser would turn into a twenty hundred square foot store. Uh Um, we have two trucks and trailers on the road. Um, not only do we sell in Ontario, but you know, now we're Canada Boot Barn and Cabela. Uh, sorry, Boot Barn and Cavaliers is going to be picking us up. Um, we're now selling in Australia. We ship worldwide. We don't just ship in Ontario. Yeah. So it's neat that when people tag us in pictures or send us pictures, mm-hmm. and then you find out where they're from, where you know, and you're like, wow, like it's gone that far because I never, never would have thought this crazy idea of mine would have blown up to where it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then in 2019. Uh, we won Best Western Boutique in North America, the first ever that they ever did. Um, and then this year we were, uh, came second place mm-hmm. and uh, even having our name stand again, um, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So um, that is yeah, awesome. so I, like I said, this was uh it was just a, a fluke that this, you know, blew up and you know, it's, it's my passion and I love it and I love seeing people um, leave the store or leave the booth with a smile yeah. on their face or walking away with a turquoise yeah. bag. So. Uh,
0: yes, exactly. And
1: I know your mom likes those
0: turquoise bags too. Yes. Oh, for sure. Represent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the one thing I want to touch on is just you in this space as a female entrepreneur, like how, like, what does that look like? Like just for you just kind of approaching it as a rookie and you weren't you know, you didn't take over a business; you started it from scratch. So, with that, like, has that really affected you or changed your viewpoint on things? And just trying to, you know, just have a successful business.
1: Um, you know, I've never really thought of it like that, um, but now that you say it, like, I guess it's an accomplishment because you know most people would think that you know girls can't do it or or whatever. Don't get me wrong; I've definitely had help along the way, and. Um, I've had, you know, some of my team and some of my good friends, you know, give me suggestions on things to do and what do you think would sell or what do you not think? You know, so I definitely have had help. It's not just been me. There's no I in team. For sure. Um, so I definitely have a great team behind me. You know, my family supports me, my rodeo, uh, team support me, the rodeo community supports me, the bail racing community supports Mm -hmm. me. So it's not just me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I never looked at it as all me. Right. So. It's definitely been a team effort. Yeah. Um, am I proud of where we've accomplished, where we are today? Absolutely, because uh-huh. I would never would have thought that we would have moved from a 700 square foot store to a yeah. 20 square foot yeah. store. It's, yeah, so it, it's, um, yeah, it's a great accomplishment. But at the end of the day, it's not just mm-hmm. me. I, I do have a great yeah. team um, mm-hmm. and support.
0: So when you decided to, like when your parents said you can either, you know, stay in California in winter or you have to come back, decide what you want to do with your life and, you know, kind of stay more stationary, I'm sure that would have been a pretty tough decision. Like what kind of motivated you to go from where you were to now having your, your place you have now?
1: Um... Well, in all honesty, I was also in California taking care of my grandmother who uh, had fallen ill. Mm-hmm. So after she passed, uh, I was really, okay, well, I might as well come home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rodeo season is going to start in a month, and then I'll literally take this month. Um, like, you know, transitioning back to home to see what I was going to do. And... um It just kind of it just worked out and like doors kept being opened. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, like I hooked up with both rodeo companies. Now we have three rodeo companies in Ontario. So now we got Black Creek Rodeo. Um, so it kind of just it just kind of all worked out. Mm -hmm. Um I definitely was taking a, a leap of faith and like, okay, you know, we're gonna try this. But even when I started back in 2014, I was still working for my parents. Uh we were working on our family business, and my dad said in January, Okay. I'm going to give you 30 days. You can figure out this kicking cowgirl thing. And when you're done playing, you can get back to work. Well, that was seven years ago and I haven't shown back up to work. (laughs) That's awesome. So So you you went with it. Yeah. So I went with it and, you know, I always knew that I could fall back on, um, like, you know, our family company. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of knew that there was something that I was starting that wasn't in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course there's great uh, Western stores here in Ontario and I'm not saying they're not great. That's not what I was getting at, but there wasn't anything that was mobile Mm -hmm. and most things like Ontario is an English world. And we all know that. Uh, But being from the States, everything is Western, especially being from California, which is next door to Oakdale, which is the capital of the world for cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything I knew was all Western. You know, I could never find jeans that either were the right length because I'm so tall. Mm -hmm. Everything was short or I couldn't find, you know, the bling stuff. So I knew when I was starting Casey that I was going to bring part of, you know, my California U.S. Heritage, we'll call it, Mm -hmm. um, over to Canada. And so Uh when I started KCD, I wanted to make sure that there was things that people could get and didn't have to order from the states. Right. Um, You know, I truly believe like supporting local and doing things that we can. That's in Ontario. That's why all of our silk screening, our embroidery is done here in Ontario. I don't send it overseas Mm -hmm. or over to the U.S. And you know, so I was trying to keep things local. um, And also, like all of my girls that work at the store or work um, on the roadie with me. They're also, again, they're local girls that we're trying to support locals. Mm -hmm,
0: Exactly. The one thing you said that kind of stood out to me is you knowing that you're different from the market that's here. And that's what I think a lot of people would struggle with, with even wanting to start some sort of business like that is thinking it's already been done before. It's already here where I like that. It sounds like that never, that thought never even crossed your mind. Is that true? like I I never even it just yeah just I just went with it (laughs) yeah you weren't like oh like you know because people would doubt that even like with a podcast people like oh there's already like billions of podcast episodes out there there's so many that are already been done why bother like you missed the boat to some degree where you knew and you didn't even second guess anything you're like this is gonna be different and you knew that you were gonna take a different spin yeah and I mean that's probably why you've been so successful because it is something that was missing and you totally filled that gap.
1: Yeah. Right? And you know, like I've seen other companies come, um, after me and, and they're doing, you know, kind of the same thing, which is fine. That's, which is great. But at the same time, like I've been doing this, you know, I've been doing KC since 2014. So mm-hmm. I'm well established. I know my customers and you can ask any of my staff members. You can ask anyone that works for me. If someone walks into the booth of the store, I can tell you exactly what size they are, mm-hmm. what they ordered or whatever it was, or where we first met, I might not remember their name, but mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly what they ordered or what size they are in mm-hmm. their shoes or in their jeans or whatever it was. I just have a great memory of remembering my customers. I might not remember your name, yeah. but I do remember your size or what you ordered. Yeah, like um, and I also want to make sure that when my customers come in, that they feel like they're number one, that they're important. So like when it comes to a roadie or when it comes to a barrel race, of course I'm there to have fun, but I'm also there as a business. Yeah. Um, so I want to make sure that any person that walks into my store or into my tent or booth or, or whatever it is, that they are number one yeah. in that moment that I'm helping them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's huge as well as just the customer experience and knowing yeah. that and actually like not taking them for granted, like knowing every, ex- every interaction is going to be a good one for them. Yeah. And that's probably why they're able to like keep coming back. So with that, since you've been in business so long, what would you say are like, let's say three or so skills that you've developed since starting?
1: <laughs> so I guess patience.
0: <laughs> Sometimes um,
1: I try not my customer service go out the window. I really try, but I've had to learn patience. I'm like, okay, let's get this done fast, fast, fast. But I have to uh, learn that some people like to take their time when they come in the store and they want to observe everything or they come in the booth. And Mm -hmm. I've really had to learn my patience and uh, making sure that, okay, that they want to try on every pair of jeans. Okay. Well, we're going to be here for an hour trying every pair of jeans and okay. They might walk away with only one pair or maybe none. But -hmm. at the end of the day, I think my main thing I've had to learn is patience. And of course I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think one of the main things I've had to learn, um, is patience.
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: um, you know, like like I said, I, I want my customers to leave having the best experience Mm -hmm. and want to come back.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, and I even have customers that have even, like, driven, like, for giving giving idea, at our old store, we had someone uh, drive all the way from Michigan, met us at MSU Rodeo. Um, they actually drove all the way from Michigan to come to our store. They spent three hours in the store. We were actually closed, um, and we stayed open for them. But <laughs> at the same time, um, they just drove all the way from Michigan to come yeah. to our store. So, uh, things like that we definitely go above and beyond for our customers, you know, especially during covid we did curbside pickup mm-hmm. uh, we had uh, some people that were once a store was allowed to be opened. Uh, we had that they didn't want to be, you know, in the store with other people. So either we either open early or we close and they came after hours so we could do that for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really just making sure that, you know, like I said, everyone leaves feeling like they were number one. They were important when they came mm-hmm. into k c, whether it's a store or the booth.
0: Absolutely. Based on like, you one, know, I, don't know. I don't know if I've got two. <laughs> no, that's okay. Do you have another one? Is there another skill? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm just honestly,
1: I'm just so grateful for the support. Mm-hmm. Um, not like rodeo barrel racing or or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but just the amount that people have supported us, um, even during COVID, and I I can't thank my customers enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. that's what makes it work, right? Is if you have happy yeah. customers, you have a business. No customers, then you got nothing, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. So with that, like, has there been like, what are th- On the day-to-day type things, like what does your days look like when you're either at a store or at a race? Like how do you prepare and actually kind of stay organized through your day-to-day life with running this business? Well,
1: I'm sure there are people say that I'm not organized, (laughs) Um, especially uh, Nick and Ben. They would Mm -hmm. tell me I'm very unorganized, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you where everything is. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all that matters, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same. Um, Honestly, like... Before I even get out of bed in the morning, we're making our posts saying either where we're at, you know, what days are open or what the item is that we're trying to feature. So like that's always, you, you know, you'll see our posts either show up at 5 a.m. or between 7 a.m. is when our first post is going to go up live. Um, so that's like kind of our first thing. But, you know, like there's like, you know, getting the store ready, either it's, you know, getting last minute things, you know, put together or, or cleaning or, or you know, just, Reorganizing because honestly, if you look at the jeans right now, they're kind of all over the place from the weekend uh, since we were closed yesterday. But there's just like there's always something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, even at a show, it's like opening up, you know, getting the tents open, trying to get all that hot air out of the tents that have been, you know, accumulated all you know night type of thing. Mm -hmm. Reorganizing, you know, folding sweaters, folding T-shirts, folding jeans. There's always Mm -hmm. something to do. Some days I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop for lunch, and I'm like, oh gosh, it's three o'clock. I haven't even had lunch yet. Yeah. So there's always something to do. Uh, my days go by pretty fast. Even the girls here at the store, like if I'm not here, I'm running around doing something for them or shipping orders or going to the post office to ship out orders or uh, we've got orders coming in, you know, so there's always something to do. Keeps you busy. <laughs> Definitely busy. Yeah. Yes.
0: And I mean, even with that, like all the things, like different things changing and especially this year, it is hard to be organized because you like everything's so up in the air that I don't hardly even know what's going on. So with your store, like it sounds like you have some employees and just, you know, trying to run the show. Would you say that you're a good leader? I would
1: say I am. I would hope I am. Hopefully my girls say that I am.
0: Um, that's something you had to learn. Like you had to kind of develop that.
1: No, I think, um, I've always been kind of a leader, even when I, like I played sports, like I was a captain on this team or I was a captain Mm. on that team. So I think Mm. a leader has always been there. So yeah. So like, you know, like my girls know that, you know, we can have as much fun in the store and the booth, but you know, as soon as a customer walks in, then our main concern is them. Yeah. And you know Megan and Sherry and Faith and Ben and Nick and all the people that have worked for me over the years they all know that I like to have fun but when a customer comes in the booth mm-hmm. um it's all about them.
0: Yeah. Would you say like just with the success like I was just trying to think what you would like say the formula to success is and customers for sure are number one do yeah. you think there's anything else that has really helped other than like the team and everything and Anything? Also good quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How have you, you done know, that? Like I
1: stand, I stand behind all my products. I stand behind twist X, Kimes, Grace LA jeans, um, rock and roll cinch, uh, rodeo King, Charlie one, any brand that I'm either wearing or selling, mm-hmm. I stand behind them. I mm-hmm. will promote them till the very end. Yeah. Um, but if there's a problem with uh, a pair of jeans or a pair of twist X or, or, or one of our own t-shirts, you know, we've had, you know, mistakes happen. We are human. Yes um sure. so if we've made a mistake or if there's a problem with the product we will definitely make sure the customer's happy with their new product. but like I said having good quality is also a huge
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: thing for me because you know I don't want a customer to go home and they spend X amount of money and they go home and it either falls apart <laughs> or it washes off or uh, it breaks or, or something whatever it is, um, I stand behind the products that I sell. So if something mm-hmm. is wrong, I will make sure that even if that has to come out of our own pocket and say that their supplier doesn't cover it, then KCD will, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that the customer at the end of the day is happy. Yeah. And I know how much I have had to work to get KCD going and to have a store and trailers full of stock. So I also know what people also work hard to have these items that we bring to the table.
0: Right. For sure. And just having like the quality control and, you know, one, like a one customer is one thing, but repeat customers are a totally another thing. And that's what you want. Like when people get referrals and when you get referrals and people come because they know they're going to get the quality, then that's really kind of the game changer. And once you establish that kind of authority, then, you know, it kind of does a lot of your marketing for you as well.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know what? Word of mouth is the best um, advertisement that you can give. You know, I can spend, and I I do, I spend lots of money advertising and uh, photo shoots and, uh, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's word of mouth because you're going to believe what someone says that you know over an ad on Facebook or an ad in magazine. Um, so definitely word of mouth, um, is it, and you know, all my customers know that I stand behind the product. So if there's an issue, I'd rather them tell me than not tell me at all, because I'd rather them be happy at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. than be soured because I got something that, you know, wasn't good. And you know, we are human. We all make mistakes. Things happen. I just have to remind my girls that, you know, if something does come into the store that is, you know, defective, then we need to make it right for the customer.
0: For sure. Like, I love the story. I love where you started from and how the process just came. For now, since, you know, you've been growing, it's been growing lots. And I just am curious, like, what has kind of been at this point, the biggest motivational factor for changing stores to a bigger spot. And eventually, you know, even if you wanted like your goal is to even maybe get somewhere else or maybe a second yeah, store, like what is, it, the goal. what is your, yeah. Like what's your mission? Like what's your so, why and how you're able to. Um, before
1: COVID. So back in November, we started talking about the idea of moving stores and we really didn't know where we wanted to obviously stay in Bob Cage, we want to be on the main road, but we're kind of looking to see one, what we could afford. Cause you know, rent is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I even looked at buying a building, and then uh, that fell through because I got a better offer. So there was it was emotional roller coaster during the Royal Winter Fair trying to figure out what we're doing because I knew that we had to move. Just because we needed a bigger spot. Just going from 700 square feet to 2,800 square feet is massive. Oh, yeah. So, you know, our plan this year was, okay, we were going to move into this new store and then eight days before we were supposed to have our soft opening, we got shut down because of COVID. But again, this year, you know, at at the end of the year, like probably around now, I was going to be looking at a second location and it was going to be in Western Ontario. Breaks are on right now just because of COVID. Yeah. And here now we've just gone back to phase two so I don't even know what's going to happen going forward in the next couple of months. Like, are we going to go back to stage one? I hope not. I know. right. But you know, our, our goal is um, that we want to open up a second location. Um, mm-hmm. I've even looked in the States. I even have um, a location in the States mm-hmm. of where we're going to open our first U uh, S store. Um, and again, these are all things that we're going to be done over this winter because our plan was after the Royal winter fair, we were going right to Agriplex and Regina After Agaplex, we were going right to Vegas to NFR, which we were going to be actually at the NFR our first year. Um, And all those things got canned. And then after that, I was going to kind of make my way through the States and stop where we were going to have this store put in. And I was basically going to, you know, kind of start up this winter. But again, COVID hit and kind of things, you you know, breaks are on. Mm-hmm. So our plan is, of course, we want to open another location um, in Western Ontario since we are in Eastern Ontario and then also stateside. So that's my goal is to have a U.S. store and then a store um, in Western Ontario. And my girls can run the store here in Bob Cajun, um, mm-hmm. even though I live here doesn't mean I actually live here, I actually live in my trailer most of the time. <laughs> um, so I, I can be very flexible and mobile and I love being on the road. I'm not a fan of being home right now and it has nothing to do with Bob Cage and I love it, but I like to be on the road and go, go, go. So sitting at home and being still Mm -hmm. has been a challenge, but it's also been great because I've also gotten to know what the girls need here at the store with it being a new store. And, you know, now we have a lot of walk-bys because now we're on the main road, we're just down from the locks. Uh, where all the boats come through because we are a tourist town. I've gotten to know some of the locals that I never got to know before because I was never around. So it's been good that I've been home,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I'm ready to go on the road.
0: Yeah. Keep moving and be mobile. Like with your goals, like they're pretty elaborate. Like you have big goals. Is that something like you've always been that driven person, always like, let's say, not content wanting to achieve more and more and you know you're capable? Is that kind of what you say, like your mindset so towards
1: My it? goal is go big or go home. <laughs> so yeah, so I definitely, you know, it's a goal. My real goal is honestly, I would love to have a store on a piece of property where we could actually host all year round either buckouts bale racing. That is actually my my real goal is I would love to have a store that's connected to a indoor facility that can be indoor or outdoor. I would love to be able to have buckouts all the time for bull riding. I would love to have bale racing. You know, I'm all about the bulls and the longhorns. I always have been. So that's kind of like my thing is, and you'll notice in all of our designs, there's always going to be a bull or a longhorn, but that, you know, that would be one of my Main goals, and it's obviously not going to happen tomorrow or next year or five years from now, Mm -hmm. but I would love to have a facility where we could have a year-round where we could do buckouts, bail racing, or even rodeos or jackpots. I'm going to have a store connected to that, you know, have our own KCD rodeo.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That would be so, awesome. Who knows? Maybe I need to talk to BJ about this again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That would actually be sweet because I've never, like, that's not anything that's been done here before. No, nope. So that I'm, I'm kind of awesome. giving
1: you a little uh, insight on, mm-hmm. you know, on something that I have been working on talking about, but that would be the in thing. a long-term goal, but it's
0: definitely something that, you know, I would love to see. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like, it's kind of nice, like, I almost have not quite a vision board, but just that, Idea, like the image of where I see myself later on. And I mean, yeah, it's not happening in the next year or two years, but it's like the long term. It's like, this is who I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. And I'm sure with you, it's like in your head, even if you don't even say it or like write it down or anything, it's just always like, this is what I kind of envision myself. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Like, even for you with what you've been doing so far, you probably do, like, you show up as that person that you want to ultimately. Become and build, yeah. you, like is that a big thing? Like, I just am interested because it's like something like I've even thought of. I'm like, oh, like that's that's a cool idea. But to actually pursue it is totally something different. So I'm just so interested in, you know, like the daily progress of pushing yourself and trying to achieve more. Like, do you listen to any podcasts that inspire you or any...
1: I've never listened to a podcast. I've never done a podcast. Like, I didn't know how to work Zoom this morning until I was messaging you. Yeah, learn so, something. no no, um, I don't listen to... Things in the truck and, you know, nothing. I literally listen to my country music. Whatever the playlist that uh, Faith has given me for my phone (laughs) is what I listen to in the truck going to a rodeo or to a barrel race or Mm -hmm. wherever I'm going to. So, no, it just, Mm -hmm. I just fly by the seat of my pants, I
0: guess. (laughs) Has there been anything that's helped you, like, just with the the growth aspect for yourself? Like, any books or any inspiration that you've had that you kind of reflect on? (laughs) <laughs> i feel like i'm failing in all this part right now oh you're good i mean it's interesting because a lot of like you know people say like oh if you want to be you know have something successful that's your own like to run your own business is a huge accomplishment and everyone's saying like you need to read all this and like develop all this so it's interesting to hear wow. a totally different perspective but it's awesome like so, you know, you've been able to do yeah. that
1: So I'll give you kind of a funny story. So everyone calls my dad's name is Gary and everyone calls me uh, Gary in a skirt. Uh, (laughs) So my dad started his business when he was 18. Uh, He basically did it as a summer job. He was going to school to be a lawyer and he did it as a summer job. And literally he decided that he wasn't going to finish law school and he was going to do a summer job until this day. He is. Thank you. 64 anyways, he's been doing a summer job since he was 18. Wow. So to this day, um, he says he's never worked a day in his life. Of course he has worked, you know, and he's, he's a, he's a great businessman. Um, I do look up to him. I take a lot of what he's done in the past and I've, you know, kind of implemented here, even with like our sponsorship, you know, I've got a rodeo committee. Um, I had an actual, like, they actually have a contract. And he's on contract because he used to work with the Blue Jays. So stuff like this, like I've taken stuff that he's learned
0: Mm -hmm. and I've
1: implemented it in my store. So really like he's taught me a lot and I'm very grateful that, you know, I've got kind of footsteps that I'm following his way. Now it's not Western. He is a scared of a horse. Don't tell him I told you that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so really it's, I've just learned just from watching my dad grow grow up over the years, watching him uh, run his businesses. Um, and I say businesses because it wasn't just one that he was running. So yeah, so I've definitely learned a lot from him, but I've never read a book. I've never listened to an audio,
0: nothing in my truck. It's usually always music, yeah. but yeah. Just, well, that's cool. So you looked yeah. up to your dad and he kind of showed you the entrepreneurial path yeah. and what's possible. And that's even, yeah. that's like the biggest thing is just knowing that if he was able to do it and be successful, you know, like that you're capable and it's yeah. possible for you where maybe some people would have the doubts because they haven't seen it actually performed and work where you know like all through your life you've been having that figure like I guess a role model to see yeah yourself that's awesome you know
1: even with like you know coming up with our designs or you know what to bring in or what not to bring in or what's gonna sell or what's not gonna Mm -hmm. sell like I have no I know what I like and I know what that what I'll buy but doesn't mean that So-and-so is going to buy it or so-and-so is going to like it. So literally Mm -hmm. I am, it's a guessing game of when I bring things in, you know, is it going to fly? And so far, like 99% of the time, it's a fly. (laughs) I've only had a few things and I mean like a few things that haven't gone and I end up like, you know, either wearing them or it's my size and I go home with it. But you know, 99% of the time, anything that we've done Uh has sold or has been a sell through and it's either a repeat or we're changing out the color or, you know, whatever it is. So, um, I definitely have an eye for fashion and I'm able to pick what I like. Just to give you an idea, elephant ears, flare jeans. You know, I was wanting to bring those back like two years ago and no one was doing them. And then I went to Texas and I was like, okay, people are starting to wear flares. So then I brought them back and now everyone is now wearing flares. And I'm not saying it's me. It's just saying that, you know, I, I knew that something was coming and they always say whatever happens in the States first, yeah. comes into Canada like a year, a year and a half later. For so sure. being in the States all the time has helped me because I can see what is up and coming uh-huh. that the Canadians don't know about yet.
0: Right. That is perfect. gives you that advantage to yeah. like be ahead of the ball instead of yeah. following and be like, oh, this is now what's happening, but you're yeah. like... It's coming and I'm going to be ready. (laughs) And even if you're like, this is back in the seventies, I'm like, I'm bringing seventies back. Yep. It's time. I feel like with with fashion, like it has its cycle where it's in style, takes about 30 or 40 years and then it just slowly. Well, they say every 10 years it will come back. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be ready for it. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else like with your business, things like that you want to see happening or like this year that you have planned?
1: Well, I guess we're kind of just waiting to see what happens now that we've gone back to stage two. Uh, We are supposed to have a rodeo this weekend in Medcalf as of right now, it is a go. We're just waiting for one final paperwork to say that we are allowed to have it. So we will be in Medcalf. And then the following weekend we are doing two private shows, one in Quebec and in, um, Ottawa area okay so yeah it's just I'm just honestly I'm trying to ride out this COVID storm Mm -hmm. uh just like everyone else is Mm -hmm. uh you know back in February when I was in Vegas uh doing all my pre-orders for the year I was buying for the store I was buying for both trucks and trailers thinking that we wouldn't have COVID because COVID wasn't a thing back in January that we really knew of. Yeah. So the the downfall is everything that I ordered back in February has started to arrive now <laughs> for the spring and our Royal and our um, AguPlex and for NFR right um so the store is very full both trucks and trailers are full the back room is full you know it's like okay what's gonna arrive today type of a thing so yeah. I definitely have lots of stock so you know just trying to figure out how I'm gonna get rid of all the stock uh, because I just have so much because everything <laughs> has been canceled so now that uh, the royal has been canceled we're gonna bring the royal to the store so for three weekends we're gonna do the Royal winter Fair sales here at the store to kind of push that. Yeah. Um, because if people will drive three and four hours to go to the Royal, they can drive three or four hours to come see us is what we're thinking. Yeah. So we're trying to make it, you know, a three week event, you know, basically from the, um, 30th of October, right until the 15th of November, we're going to have the Royal Winter Fair here at the KCD store. So just kind of, you know, push sales and Christmas sales. And again, we're still going to do our curbside pickup, um, if after hours, if people need them. And then of course our online sales are still, uh, our website's
0: still up and going. Awesome. Cool. Well, me and my mom have been talking about going to your store and it's about, it's like three hours. So we might have to make a trip out this fall. (laughs) Yes. I hope you guys do. I know. Right. And we'll probably be those people spending like half the day there just looking at (laughs) Hey, I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Kimberly, for your business and your own personal or just your business, where can people find you and follow you and see what you have to offer?
1: So they can go to Facebook. So it's under kicking cowgirl designs under Instagram. It's kicking cowgirl designs is our main page. We also have kicking cowboy designs. Mm-hmm. Um, our website very easy. It's www.kickingcowgirldesigns.com. Again, making it simple and easy. So it's always our name kicking cowgirl designs uh, for Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Um. If there's something that you're looking for that you might not see, not everything in the store is on the website. So we can always do a virtual tour as well um, and send you other items if you're looking for, or we can always search out an item that you are looking for if we don't carry it.
0: Oh, that's perfect. So yeah. like custom buying. <laughs> yes, we have done that. <laughs> that's perfect. Okay. Well, I think everyone that's listening to this knows where to go to get all their Western apparel in their comfy, sparkly sweaters. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me. And it was well, pretty awesome. Well, to get you for having me. Yeah, of course. No, it was great just to see like different perspective and how this thing has come. So when actually are you planning to do your, uh, your donations and fill up your hockey bags? So we, well,
1: we actually collect all year round. Okay. Uh, we usually go to Africa from January till April in that time span. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start really filling bags up in January before we go. Uh, but right now I think there's six hockey bags in our back room that are actually ready to go just because we've been collecting. Yeah. Uh, so we can take any donations anytime. Uh, they literally just go into a hockey bag. Um, And then they just kind of get stored until we go. But as of right now, we won't be going uh, for 2021 just because of COVID, unless a miracle happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it'll probably look like 2022 is when we will go back. But again, nothing expires because it's either clothes or shoes or Mm -hmm. soccer balls, volleyballs um, or whatever it is. Okay. Um, so those things don't expire. Mm-hmm. There are times that we do take snacks, uh, but those are obviously items we get like literally the week before we go from Costco.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's, it's mostly clothing that you're taking over? Yeah, Clothing, okay. uh, sports apparel.
1: Um, and, um, we've even taken like pots and pans cause sometimes you go in a village and they don't have pots and pans to cook. Wow. So we've taken pots and pans. So we definitely, uh, find out what we need Uh, before we go or before we start packing bags but all the bags that are already packed we're supposed to go for this year so they'll just stay packed so
0: okay okay yeah and i'm sure if uh you have a link to a site or for anyone listening and they want to do make some donations i'm sure you can find kicking cow absolutely um we would just ask everyone
1: just to shoot us a message on facebook instagram um, or send us an email and we'd be more than happy to uh, give you all the information.
0: Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So. And also
1: just, you know, if anyone wants to do a donation uh, as a monetary, if it's over $20, you do get a Canadian tax receipt. Perfect. So we do have some people that said, well, you know what? I would rather send money, uh, and they can get a tax receipt. So everything is tax because it is a, um, charity, uh, number that we do have. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. so
0: great. Okay, so I hope people that listen, you can send her a message and make some donations for an amazing cause that you guys have started, as well as an amazing clothing brand. Like it's yeah. such a win-win. I love that so much. Well, thank um, you, and yeah. thanks
1: to you and your mom for supporting us, um, you know, the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's nice to get to know your customers, not just on the customer base, but also on the personal base. I always know that Deb's going to come by and <laughs> chat <hi>. my ear <laughs> off about something, and I love it.
0: So I hope oh it's yeah. yeah oh it won't for years to come i'm sure yeah (laughs) well thank you kimberly again for your time for this you're welcome okay well thank you you're welcome bye well that was a fun conversation with kimberly dawn from kicking cowgirl designs it's just interesting to hear a different story and how it all began. is pretty unique and I appreciate her for joining me on this conversation. So if you enjoyed this as much as I did, please let me know, subscribe, like, comment anywhere you can. If you listen to the podcast, I would appreciate a nice review. You can just give me the stars or a comment, whatever you prefer, but I love to hear feedback and I'd love to hear from you as well. So stay tuned next week. There'll be another episode out on the Week and Hustle podcast. And until then, be safe, love your horses, and we'll talk next week.